Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Whoa, What Word podcast by She Wears Worth. I am your host, Courtney Reimer. This is a place where we talk about all things as it relates to your worth and value and where it comes from. Our hope is to give you glimpses of God's goodness, to challenge your worldly views, to share personal stories, and to dig into what the Word has to say about it. Now, this season is going to look a little bit different than our first two because it is primarily going to consist of pre-recorded talks from our first She Wears Worth conference. With our next conference coming up April 19th and 20th in Winnipeg, Manitoba, I wanted to make time and share all of the powerful, practical, and encouraging things we learned from our incredible speakers last year. Hey friends, welcome to this first um, episode of our season three um, of the Whoa What Word podcast. Um, we took a little bit of time off um, because lots of things happened last year, lots of really awesome, beautiful things that I want to kind of share with you and give you a bit of a life update. Um, but first, um, as I kind of mentioned in the intro, this season three is going to look a bit different um, because it's going to be a lot of pre-recorded talks that were from our conference that happened back in October of 2020. Um, It was an amazing conference. Um, We got to just pour into over 250 um, teenage girls, grade nine to age 19. And um, the theme of the conference was set apart. And we wanted these girls to know that they were set apart, that they were chosen. Um, And all of the talks um, that happened that conference all had to do kind of with this topic. So when we talked about relationships and friendships and mental health and anxiety and body image, um, it all related back to what do those things look like? How do we do them? How do we navigate them when we are called to live chosen and called to live set apart? So I'm excited for you to hear a lot of these talks. The women that spoke to our teens were just so honest and open and vulnerable and just shared some incredible truth and um, the freedom that was experienced that weekend. The joy that I saw these girls experience that weekend was just so beautiful um, and only something that God could do um, himself and pull off. So We have our next conference coming up right around the corner in a couple months, April 19th and 20th um, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and I'm so excited about it. Um, I'll make sure and have lots of information on it where you can buy tickets um, here in the show notes. But yeah, today I kind of wanted to just share a bit um, of what's been going on in my life. Um, As you know, I, um, Courtney Reimer, I am the founder of She Wears Worth, and you know I have so many incredible helpers and volunteers that help this organization run, Um, but it is something that God and I get to work on all the time together, and 2023 looked really different for us. We had a lot of things going on and a lot of life changes, and I wanted to take some time and share that with y'all. So um, yeah, I'll just kind of jump right into it. Um, A lot of you may know, but we were so blessed, and we got to welcome our first biological son into the world um, October 9th of 2023. So um, the year started off in February. Um, That is whenever we found out we were pregnant. And really the whole story of it is something that I kind of wanted to talk about today because it, um, yeah, it has to do with really the scariest prayer that I ever prayed and how the Lord has just so radically worked in my life and changed my heart. And it was so scary. Um, So to kind of start, I will 
will flash back several years. Um, So as I've shared before on this podcast, uh, my husband and I struggled with infertility for about three and a half, four years. Um, Yeah, it was, I always knew I was called to be a mom. Um, During that period of infertility, we were blessed by two beautiful foster kids that are still in our lives. Um, I'll give some updates on what's going on with them as well. But um, yeah, it was probably three years into infertility. You know, we had gone to... Um, some doctors, we kind of looked at doing IVF and it just didn't feel right for us. Not that I am against it. It just did not feel like it was right in our story to do that. So I turned to a more like naturopath doctor and we really kind of dug into what was going on in my body with my hormones, all of that. Um, so kind of started going down that path of figuring out what was all going on, um, inside of me. And, um, yeah, it's something was happening. Um, we weren't getting pregnant month after month. And, um, the whole time I never felt that the Lord, um, told me that I would have a child. And I think that was the hard thing is that, um, it's not like I was holding on to this promise that he had given me that I would conceive, um, and have a biological child. Um, I just knew that the Lord was so good and that he knew the desires of my heart. And one day I was having a conversation with a very dear friend of mine who I've had on this podcast before and, um, in passing, she, you know, she kind of challenged me and I was telling her all the prayers that I had prayed. And, you know, I pray for this every day and Scott and I pray for this every day. And she made the comment, have you ever prayed thy will be done? And it was one of those where I think you kind of are like, "Mm, no, no, you know, I, I pray a specific prayer. Lord, let me get pregnant. Lord, let us get pregnant. Lord, let us have a child. Lord, let us, you know, and it was, she's like, well, I, I, can you, can you pray that? And I got off the phone and I I think I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Do I have the courage to pray that I will be done? Um, and I will be honest. I did not. (laughs) It was months that I thought about that conversation, um, and that challenge of, do I have enough faith in Christ to pray thy will be done. Do I have the courage to absolutely surrender everything? It's one thing to surrender things in our lives. I think it's a whole nother level to surrender even our prayers. Do I have the courage to surrender the prayers that I am praying? Um, And can I simply just cry out to the Lord and say, not my will, but your will be done. And then know that whatever happens is enough. Um, so if I, if I pray thy will be done and I never get pregnant, is that going to be okay? Is God still going to be enough for me? Is my faith going to be shaken? Um, so yeah, it was, I thought about it all the time. I can think of so many times that I sat down to pray this, you know, I was like, okay, today I'm going to, you know, put on my worship music and I'm going to pray thy will be done. And, um, I just couldn't, I could not let, I could not let it, those words come out of my heart. Um, I think I, Honestly, I think I might have even said it, you know, like several times, but saying something and actually knowing it in your heart um, is very different. And I, it took a very long time for those words to actually come out of my heart, for me to be in a place where I could surrender all, I could submit all and say, okay, God, your will be done. And I remember that morning, it was, I was crushed. I was broken. I sobbed. I cried my eyes out because I was absolutely terrified at what would happen when I surrendered everything. Um, so yeah, that happened. Um, 
I surrendered it all. It was over the summer. Um, so it was the summer of 2022 um, that I said this prayer and just was okay. You know, God, your will be done. And I will be honest, my it was it was so hard, but I did I felt a shift in um, my relationship with Christ and just my overall joy and peace after I started praying that prayer. Um, so the next few months I can, you know, continue to pray that and not saying that I ever lost hope or that I ever gave up being a biological mom. Um, but I, I think just that grasp that I had on, I need to pray these prayers and they need to happen. It kind of shifted when I started saying, okay, God, not my will, but yours be done. Um, so yeah, flash forward a couple months, we still were not pregnant. Um, I was still going every other day and getting blood drawn, blood drawn to do tests and all of this. And, um, I was preparing for our conference. So um, we had our first conference, like I said, October of 2022, and it was the very, very beginning of October. Like the first week of October, I um, things were coming together. It was the last few weeks. We had, you know, tons of girls signed up and I came over to our office, our, our, our yellow house office um, to pray for the conference and really just ask God for help because I had never done anything like this before. And, um, that morning I was singing at the top of my lungs. Um, let the devil know not today. Um, I love that song, just singing that song and, um, just in worship. And I, I got this vision. I'm not, I should say that I'm not one to really get like visions from God or, you know, to hear his voice audibly or anything like that. Um, but that morning I was, as I knelt like in the middle of my living room, um, over at our office, I just got this beautiful vision of, um, this person just holding a baby. Um, the person didn't have a face. It wasn't like it was a woman or a man. It was just kind of this image of a baby being held, being held so tightly and just loved and taken care of. And just this overwhelming feeling of just like warmth and comfort. Um, I came from this image and to be honest, I took it as God giving me this image of what he was doing to me in in preparation for this conference. You know, and I left that morning of prayer just so encouraged because I felt God was just saying, yeah, girl, I got you. Like I am holding you in my arms. You are safe. You are taken care of. Like continue to just be weak and needy and like together we will make this conference happen. And, um, yeah, so I, I left and I was so excited. I had such a good morning, um, and just kind of continued to go on about, you know, my day, my weeks, the conference came and went. It was amazing. Um, then my family, we, um, our whole family, my husband's side, we got to go to a trip to Disney World. It was so fun. There was like, I think 20 of us, 19 of us total that went for a week and, you know, come back. And then it's the holidays and the craziness. And kind of next thing you know, we're ringing in 2023. Um, and I feel like that's when it kind of started creeping back in again. You know, this, okay, Courtney, like, let's, surrender ourselves again in prayer. Maybe, maybe this year is the year that I will get pregnant and, you know, biologically have a child. Um, and so I remember it was, um, September, sorry, February 17th. Um, I received a text from someone that we knew that they were pregnant and that she was planning on getting an abortion. And I remember I reading the words and just waiting for my soul to be crushed. Um, because here I was, you know, almost four years into trying to conceive. And here is this, you know, person who is at a place in her life where she does not want to keep her child. And I, I read the words and I, I, my heart broke and, you know, continued those conversations, but I was not, 
devastated for me, if that makes sense. Like where I thought my heart would be, um, finding that out, like I thought it would be a situation where I, it became about me. Like this was happening to this other person, but it was about me because I wanted a child. I wanted to be pregnant. I could not get pregnant yet. This other person could. And I just didn't feel those things. I felt this peace. I felt Christ just so close. And I, I think I was able to help and be more of clear mind, um, helping this other person out in this situation because of that. Um, so yeah, that was February 17th. And I remember going to bed that night, just kind of like asking God, like, all right, God, like what's going on? Like, why did I have so much peace around this whole thing? Like, you know, thank you so much. And I just, so was so thankful. Um, and then two days later, um, February 19th, it was a Sunday. We had just had a big, um, a big fundraiser at our church and we came home and we were exhausted. Um, so my husband, you know, passes out to take a nap on the couch. Um, our daughter hope she was sleeping in her room. Our son Brady was sleeping in his room. Um, and I just sat there like wide awake and I felt something in me say, go take a pregnancy test. Now I should say throughout my, you know, all the years of infertility, the one thing that I feel like God was so kind in is I prayed this over and over was I asked like, God, when I'm pregnant, just let me know. Like, I do not want to be the person that goes and takes a pregnancy test every single week, you know, or every single month only to be let down, um, and to go through those emotions just over and over again. So really until February 19th, I'd only taken a pregnancy test one other time. And that was at the very beginning of our infertility journey, like years before. So I'm sitting on the couch and I just feel this overwhelming, overwhelming sense of like, go take a pregnancy test. And I'm like, well, I don't even know if I have one. Like, so I dug in the back of my, you know, we all have that drawer that just has all the things dug in that drawer and found one, um, prayed that it hadn't expired. Um, I took it and, um, it was positive and it was, it was the most surreal, crazy, wonderful, terrifying moment of my life to see that positive tick on that pregnancy test. It is something that I thought that I never would see. And um, yeah, I, you know, poor guys screamed at the top of my lungs and woke my husband up from his nap and shared it with him. And we cried and rejoiced. And um, yeah, obviously over the next several months we um you know really kept it really close because we didn't know if my you know my body was able to carry a child um and then slowly we were able to tell family and friends and it was just the coolest thing um really really truly i think one of the coolest things i've ever experienced other than entering into marriage other than entering into christian marriage was getting to tell people who i knew for a fact had prayed over and over countless prayers, countless pleads to Christ for us to get pregnant, to be able to tell them, Hey, like your prayers paid off. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I went through my pregnancy and the whole time I was pregnant, I just had such a peace because I, I felt like I'd completely surrendered the whole thing to Christ that, you know, previous summer when I prayed thy will be done. And I, and I, I share this story not to boast or come from a place of like, look, I'm able to pray this prayer. You should too. But to, I mean, if there is someone out there who is holding on to something and has a dream or a desire or something, and, and you are so terrified of what it will look like if it doesn't happen, I just want to encourage you to 
surrender it all. Surrender it all to Christ and change your prayer from like, God, I want this to happen. God, please let this happen to God, not my will, but your will be done. Because I am telling you through personal experience, your life will radically change. You're, I'm not saying that, I mean, for me, my, my, the pain of not being pregnant every month didn't go away. I still felt that sting every single month. Um, when we weren't pregnant, I still, you know, had moments where I laid up at night and wondered like, God, what, you know, if I had a child, what would it look like? You know, I, I'm not saying that praying that prayer magically, like, you know, erased everything else, but it shifts something in your heart. Um, because if I've learned anything, um, I know I want to control all things in my life. I'm an OCD list maker, planner, and, I know that that carries over into my relationship with God. And even even when we think we've surrendered it all with our mouth and we are still holding on to things with our heart. And even though we have no control over it anyways, um, it sometimes brings us a lot of peace to think that we have control over it. And that's where I was. Like I knew ultimately deep down that I had no control over whether or not I was going to, you know, be able to biologically conceive but being able to like get to a place with my heart to say, God, like your will be done. It was terrifying and wonderful. And I, I pray that for people who are struggling and with holding on and grasping to something that they want so, so dearly. Um, so yeah, that was the scariest prayer I have ever prayed. And I think I ever will pray. And I'm, I'm sure that there will be seasons in my life coming up, um, where I will have to pray that again. Um, having kids is terrifying. I am learning and, um, you know, I feel like I say, I apologize to my mom daily for all the things I put her through. Now having, you know, kids and with H and B and their ages and what they're going through. Um, but just being able to pray thy will be done. I, I pray that there is, someone needs to hear that. Have the courage, search your heart, surrender your desires fully and just pray pray that god's will be done in your life because i am telling you his will will always be better than yours and maybe not in the short game maybe not immediately i you know if i would not be if i if i was sitting here today not pregnant uh, or not having our child um it would still be hard but i but but how your heart changes um and the faith that grows, the relationship that grows between you and Christ, the freedom that you can feel, the joy that you can experience when you pray those prayers is just so amazing. And it's there. It is available to you, right? Like the Holy Spirit is ready and waiting and knocking at your door and wants to flood your heart and wants to give you peace. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the one thing I wanted to share is just, just do you have the courage to pray thy will be done when it comes to that thing in your life that you're holding on to so so tightly um and yeah with that we welcomed our son his name is waylon scott um into the world october 9th so it wasn't until i was probably like one month postpartum feeding him in the middle of the night that i was thinking about the story and just thanking god for him that it hit me that you know, he was born at the first week of October and it was a year ago. It was a year before that, that the Lord gave me that beautiful vision of a baby being held. And I just broke down in tears and I, I, you know, kind of asked Christ that night. I'm like, oh my gosh, like Lord, like I thought 
like that vision was you holding me in preparation for this conference and everything that was going on. But I think he was giving me a glimpse of what my life would look like. And that was holding a beautiful child in my arms. Um, and every time I am holding Waylon, every time, and I look down at him, I am overcome with just a little bit of awe because I think of one, how good God is, two, the, how proud I am of myself for being able to surrender and pray that prayer. And three, knowing that, you know, there are hundreds of people and thousands of prayers that were sent up to God. Um, and because of all of those prayers, we have our son, we have Waylon Scott, and he is just the best. He's the cutest little thing. Um, I'll share some pictures in the show notes, but he's just so, so, so cute. Um, also, um, in 2023, I got another son, our foster son, um, his name is Brady. Um, we were able to finalize his adoption. It was an adult adoption. So I actually got two sons in 2023. Um, we adopted Brady in June. Um, that all like legally went through, even though like in our hearts, he was ours. Um, legally, he became our son in June and then we welcomed Waylon into the world in October. So lots of things happened in 2023. Um, she was worth, we were able to do some really fun events um, in October, actually a week before Waylon was born. I'm pretty sure this event actually put me into labor because he was born two weeks early. Um, we did a um, never unnoticed clothing drive and clothing donation event here in our area and gosh I think it was like over 350 women and teens um, girls showed up and were able to take home clothing items that they needed um, it was so amazing again I'll I'll link in the show notes a place where you can go and look at pictures and videos from that event because that was incredible um, but yeah I'm pretty sure that event put me into labor I was on my feet from like nine in the morning to like 10 o'clock at night and I pretty sure that you know, helped bring Wayland into the world a little bit faster. Um, we also, this Christmas, were able to do our um, Christmas gifts for a kiddo. And we sponsored 50 kids um, from 13 different families that are a part of the foster care system here in um, central southern Manitoba. Um, again, so thank you to everyone who was a part of that and donated to that. Um, also in 2023, we, um, did our give a girl a grad dress program where we sponsored two different girls to get grad dresses. Um, and actually this year, 2024, we, um, have the absolute privilege of sponsoring four girls. So, um, all from our central Southern Manitoba area, all grade 12 girls who are graduating, um, they each will receive $500 to go towards, um, really anything they need to to help with their graduation. So a grad dress or shoes or their hair and makeup, photography, really things just to help them feel so loved and beautiful and worthy on that day where they are graduating. Um, yeah, so if any of those things um, interest you and you wanna be a part of, if you hear what we're doing here at She Wears Worth and you're like, I wanna be a part of that, I wanna help spread worthiness around, we are always, always looking for volunteers for events and then donors and sponsors. Um, we are a registered nonprofit. Um, everything we do um, comes out of just the donations and the kindness of other people. Um, and really what I'm so excited about um, is our conference that is happening April 19th and 20th of 2024 in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, it's our second conference. I am over the moon excited about it. We have the most amazing lineup of speakers um, that I know are just going to bring so much truth and 
like encouragement and love and just value. Like I'm so excited. Um, the theme for this year is unshakable from um, Hebrews, just this idea that only the unshakable things remain. Um, if I have learned anything in my life and what I think more and more people are realizing is that every single thing can change and most likely will change in our lives. Even even things that, that we think are there forever, like they are going to change. Things are always changing, um, except for um, the promises that God gives us, the love of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Those are never going to change. Those are unshakable. And so what does it look like when we take all of these things in our life that are shakable and can be broken and that are fleeting and we turn to and lean on the unshakable love of Christ? What does that look like? Um, so that will be the theme this year. Tickets are on sale, but it's a you know Friday, Saturday event with amazing speakers and food and worship. Um, and it is just going to be so, so fun. So if you are interested to know more about this conference, um, please check it out on our website. Um, it's for any teen girl, grade nine to age 19. Um, so yeah, anything you want to know more about the conference, let us know. We will sell out tickets. Um, we sold out last year and we will do so again this year. So get your tickets. It's going to be so, so good. But, um, yeah, I am excited for this season three of this podcast. I look forward to sharing with you these talks that happened, um, at our first conference. I have listened to them actually a couple times since the conference, just because the material is so good and honest and just full of truth. Um, so I'm excited to share those with you. Um, and I just am so thankful that you're here. Um, she Wears Worth is 100% from Christ. Um, I'm so honored that he chose me to help him with it. Um, but at the end of the day, we... I, I, I want people to know that their worth and value has nothing to do with what they do um, or what they've done, but has everything to do with what Christ has already done on the cross and um, that their their worth and their value and their purpose and their identity comes from Christ and Christ alone. And just the freedom and the joy and the boldness that comes from living in a place where you know where your worth is rooted. Um, your life will radically change when you know that your worth and your value and your purpose and your identity comes from Christ and Christ alone. So with that, thanks so much for listening to this first um, episode of season three. Um, again, I I challenge you um, to pray that very scary prayer of thy will be done. Um, search your heart. Think of that thing in your life that you are just clinging onto um, with tooth and nail and um, yeah, surrender it, surrender it and change your prayer to God. I want this to happen or God, let this happen to God, not my will, but you will be done. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm so blessed by you and we will see you next week. Hey, gorgeous girl, we want you to know that your worth has nothing to do with what you do or what you did and everything to do with what Christ already did on the cross. It is by your faith, through God's grace, that you are saved and made free. And we want to help you live joyfully and confidently in who God created you to be. Help us spread worthiness around and get involved in She Wears Worth. Visit us at SheWearsWorth.com and follow along at SheWearsWorth on all social media platforms.